The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The Retirement Clinic is here, but without Jeff Kowal today, we have hosting the show. I'm, I joked about the Still Spitz show. I like that. Spitz and Joe show. That works? Oh, yeah. Still and Spitz sounds better. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Who's the, that is the big deal. Like a band name, you know, who, what name comes first? Yeah. Or attorneys with the three names, you know, a Spitz nurse, Still and Cronforst. Why, why am I last? How did they come up with that? Well... It is Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. Now, you hear their names Monday through Friday. You guys do the market updates. Uh, you're a part of it. Your whole team does them. Yeah, we rotated through with uh, all the advisors. So we usually, each of us takes one day a week about. Um, and yeah, we enjoy doing it. We, uh, you know, we we look up kind of the latest news and, and find out what's going on. We try to find something that's relevant, that we think is of value, uh, that people want to hear. And um yeah, so we enjoy it. It's on WISN, 3 o'clock, starts the Mark Belling Show. Then again at 5 o'clock in the news block. Also in Madison, I believe that's 4 p.m. during Vicki McKenna's show. Correct. Um, on WIBA Radio. Now on this show, on WISN and on WIBA, uh, we talk about retirement. There's so many things to talk about. In the first segment, I know, Joe, you want to get into year-end deadlines, retirement deadlines that we need to know about. Hard to think that we're... Okay, the elections, well, it's not over. <laughs> if you're just waking up, by the way, and you want an update, nothing has changed. Biden sits at 264, Trump's at 214. So that's where we're at. But it is November 7th, and we have to start thinking about the end of the year. I know that sounds strange, but it's not. It's it's coming up. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, and you, there's a lot of things you need to think about from a retirement perspective, Um through the end of the year where we have some deadlines that are coming up and, uh, and we're going to go over a few of those today. Um, you know, Aaron Spitzner's got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, Sexy segment, right? We're going to do that. Talk Um, a little bit about when it's time to fire your financial advisor, a little blog I wrote (laughs) about a year ago. When it's Um, time to fire your financial advisor. That's a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a great topic uh, in timing for the end of the year. You know, as you're assessing your financial situation, getting prepared for next year, uh, it's a good time to do an assessment on, you know, the relationships you have and are they working and, uh, you know, are you getting value out of the relationship? It's a great topic unless you're the advisor that's being fired. If yeah. you're on that side, yep. Uh, yep. there are certain things. So we'll get into all of that. I do want to open up phone lines and mention again that we are live on the retirement clinic. Aaron Spitzner, Joe Still, and the number to call is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Any retirement question planning, maybe it's your end, or maybe it's just a general overview of your savings, your 401k plans, your IRAs. Anything retirement related, 799-1130. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. And real quickly, the koalway.com is the website. Addresses and phone numbers for all your locations. World Headquarters in Waukesha, a beautiful Port Washington location. You can see the lake from the office. Gorgeous. Racine. Um, right off uh, Highway 20, I believe, Spitzner. That's your location. Yep. Uh, recently remodeled. Uh, we're, we're all settled in now. Um, 
just got the uh, the occupancy and keys uh, the other day, so I, everything looks great down there. It's right off the expressway, uh, so if you're, I always like to make a point that if you're in the Waterford area, Muskego, South Milwaukee, Franklin, Oak Creek, uh, that's a, oftentimes a very convenient location. Uh, we even have a number of uh, clients that come up from northern Illinois, uh, Kenosha, those those areas as well. So sure. right off the expressway, you're not heading way into Racine. You're about Highway uh, 20, a, right? Yep. Yeah, you're just about a, a half mile off the expressway there. So that's the uh, location. You said recently remodeled, all nice and, and, and fresh, and you're there at that office. Yep. Joe, do you work out of the Waukesha I do. Headquarters? My, I work out of the world headquarters, but um, I'm in Racine probably once a month. And then I'm in Pro- Port Washington probably once a month. More by appointment, but um, I have a fair amount of clients in both of those regions. Uh, there is a, a Phoenix, Arizona location as well. A lot of snowbirds, a lot of clients that travel and are in Phoenix. There is an office there. And are you meeting virtually with clients? Or are they, is it both in all, whatever they want? Yeah, it's a mix of both right now. You know, we we went virtual when things were really crazy in in uh, February and March, um, and we're doing mostly Zoom meetings. Uh, and then we came back uh, right around June first, and and we're doing in person meetings. Uh, but we leave it up to the client. Uh, you know, if if they want to meet virtually, that's fine. Yeah. Um, if they want to come into the office, that's fine too. Uh, you know, we we prefer obviously, I think, to do things in the office if possible, but. Honestly, I'm I was pleasantly surprised by Zoom and and it worked pretty well. Yeah, Zoom is it's an amazing thing, isn't it? There's I know Microsoft has their own version. I mean there's there's FaceTime on a cell on an iPhone, Skype, but Zoom is really they got it down. Yeah. Um, and the security issues, you don't have to worry about that. There's passwords and everything, so it's secure. Um, also, one other thing before we get to the first topic. I just noted when you guys walked in, the first thing I talked about was the election was on Tuesday. The uncertainty that we still don't know, right, who's going to win this with all these challenges and accounting is still going on. That's where we're at today on the 7th. It's a Saturday. What I noted was the market seemed to be up every day. Yeah. Did that surprise yeah. the experts? Did it surprise you, Joe and Aaron? Uh, no, it didn't surprise me. And uh, you know, we've had we had the biggest week since April. Uh, you know, the mm. the the Dow was up almost seven percent, so about six point nine. The S and P up seven point three percent, and the the tech heavy Nasdaq was up nine uh, percent. That I mean, that's you a know. lot. Yeah, that's yeah, not just a little a game. Those, I, it was so much that I did have to take a peek at the four hundred one k plan just to look at my balance, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, yeah. wow!" And and we're we're coming off a, a really rough week. You know, when the market was down coming into the week before the election, down quite a bit, and and specifically, tech was down. You know, because people were worried that uh, you know from a tech perspective, if President Trump you know stays in office, that he's going to break up some of these companies or lay some restrictions on some of the, the companies and, um, and like then his on, buddy at Twitter. Yeah. And then on the flip side, when it looks more like, like, like Biden's going to win, um, you know, there's, he is not as likely to put restrictions and break up the, the tech companies. The big tech. So, yeah. Big tech friendly, you might say. Correct. Yeah. So we saw the markets go up. Okay. I just had to cover that. And we'll get into all of that throughout the show. Again, questions, or if you want to comment on anything you hear, lines are open 799-1130 for that Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, guys. Uh, retirement year-end deadlines is where you want to start in the first segment. Yeah, so I saw this article in U.S. News and World Report. Um, the author was Emily Brandon, and I thought she made some really good points on 
things to consider from a retirement planning perspective um, as we get towards the end of, of 2020. As we just mentioned, you know, we're a few weeks away from the end of the year. Uh, and, and she highlights uh, five or six items that, that re, uh, individuals should look at for their retirement planning. Um, the first one she talks about is meeting that 401k contribution deadline by the end of the year. Uh, and as we've talked about on the show before, you know, what is the, the maximum contribution limit for your 401k for 2020? $19,500. If you're 50 or older, you're able to save some more, which they call a, a catch-up contribution. So you can save an additional $6,500. So that would be a maximum, if you're 50 or older, of $26,000. So right now is a great time to take a look at how much have you contributed for the year. And if you haven't maxed it out and you have the ability to do that, you know, from a budgetary perspective, then you should look at doing that. Why would you want to max out your retirement savings? Well, and that was my stupid question. I was going to say, is this a stupid question? Why is it important to do it before the end of the year? Why couldn't I do it in February, for example? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because you You're want- saying it is a stupid question. What? No, no, no. I was not saying it is a stupid question. No, that's why we're covering it. And it's a, it's a major topic that people, obviously, people get busy in their daily lives and they forget uh, about looking at these things. Yep. Um, revisit how much you've saved. It's important because you have to do it by the end of the year. Um, the, the clock starts over January one. So, uh, and there's a huge tax savings, um, for contributing to, uh, using pre-tax dollars for your, for your 401k. And I'll give you some numbers. So if you're a 50 year old in the 24, 50 years or older, 24% tax bracket, and you max out your 401k for the year, so you save $26,000, you can reduce your tax bill by about $6,240. So that's a huge reduction. That's a lot of money. Because you're, you're lowering your taxable income by taking that money, putting it into your 401k before tax. And again, 401ks, just to refresh everybody's memory, correct me if I'm wrong, you're taxed when you take the... With- when you withdraw it. Correct. That's when you're taxed Correct. on a 401k Correct. plan. Yeah. If you're in that one of those higher tax brackets and you're a little older with your income high, you know, you don't necessarily want to do a Roth 401k or you might want to do a portion of that, but you really want to reduce your tax bill and 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 put that money away pre-tax. So that 26 again if you're 50 year old or $26,000, you're not taxed for, on an income tax. Correct. You're putting it in the 401k. Right. That's that's two good things. Yeah. You're not tax and you're getting that 401k yeah. plan up. Yeah. And and on the flip side of that, if you're younger and you're in a lower tax bracket, then you might want to put all of it into a Roth 401k if you have that option at work. So that would be after tax money that you would put in, but then that's not taxed when you pull it out. And that's if the you're difference younger, between the Roth and a normal 401k. Correct. If you're younger, you have all those years of tax-free growth in the Roth. What do most, Aaron Spitzner, I'll ask you this question, how do most of your clients react to that? Do you want to pay the taxes now? Or do you want to pay them when you withdraw the money? That's a that's a kind of a loaded question. That's a good question, I think. You know, I I kind of look at the way that that Joe just explained it. You know, when you're when you're nearing retirement, uh, depending upon your income, um, you know, to to put the money in a Roth, what you're paying if you're at a high tax bracket, you're paying say twenty four percent on that money to go into 
the Roth, you're not going to get as much growth when it comes out. So the break even really isn't there, depending on how close you are to retirement. Um, so in that case, you put it in the pre-tax option, your traditional 401k. And then um, you're paying the tax when it's coming out when you probably have a little bit more wealth, overall wealth. Well, you're paying the tax when it, when it comes out and, and you may have a little bit more control over your tax situation when it comes to uh, social security timing, how much you're taking out, when you're taking out a lump sum distribution, maybe spreading things out. Um, the other thing really is when you're looking at a younger person, like Joe said, you know, you, maybe you're splitting your contributions pre-tax and, and after tax in your 401k. Um, because in, in reality, who knows where tax rates are going to be? If you're younger, say you're 25 years old, who knows where they're going to be in, you know, 25, 30 years? Um, Nobody's got a crystal ball. Right. There's no way. I mean, I mean, there's one thing. We, I mean, I would imagine they're going to go up, right? I mean, that that tends to happen over time. I and mean, taxes going up. Government spent a lot of money recently. Especially after we spent all that money, and we're going to spend more. You know, most likely. Uh, this, you were talking about the COVID stimulus right, stuff, the PPPs, right. and everything like that. Um, we got to sneak in our 10:20 break, but I don't want to. This topic is not over. We got a lot to cover. Yep. Um, we've got the boss minute coming up. Uh, after the break that covers business owner savings and security the sexy segment I think Spitz has got something for oh, us yeah, today I got, I got something it'll so be good that's in the second half of the show we're on till 11 o'clock here every Saturday 10 to 11 here in WISN and WIBA the retirement clinic Joe Still Aaron Spitzner in studio I'm Paul Cronforst the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you've got questions about anything we're talking about any retirement question lines are open for you 414 7 1130 at News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. A succession plan plays an important role in any small business, yet many business owners have no official succession plan in place. Many owners ignore succession planning because they don't believe it's necessary or that a plan isn't needed until they're ready to retire. Even if you aren't thinking about retirement yet, a succession plan still serves an important function earlier in the life of your business. If anything happens to you or a co-owner, a succession plan can help reduce many issues as it provides step-by-step instructions and outlines clear terms. You may also want to consider creating a succession plan earlier if you have a complex process, employ more than just yourself, or have repeat clients and ongoing contracts. Every business needs a succession plan to ensure that operations continue and there is no interruption in service. If you don't already have a succession plan in place, you should consider putting one together as soon as possible. There are many elements to consider when writing a succession plan for your business, but the first is to identify the ideal successor to take over the business. Each option has benefits and drawbacks. Determining the best option for succession plan depends on your particular situation. If you need help navigating options for your business, give her office a call at 262-522-4040. Aaron Kowal, and that is the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group. I'll remind you of that, 262-522-4040, that number for all four locations, or the thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Also on social media, I failed to mention that. That's my bad, but you're yeah, all over. Yeah, fa- Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, we post a lot of good content on retirement, um, you know, on the markets, on investing, uh, so, so hit those sites if you're 
If you're looking for updates or information, uh, give our office a call if you have questions. You know, we talked a little bit about the the 401k contributions and, you know, does it make sense to contribute to the pre-tax 401k or the uh, Roth 401k? Um, give our office a call if you have questions, you know, 262-522-4040. Uh, there's a reason we call ourselves the retirement specialist. Uh, this is all we do. Uh, the majority of our clients are nearing or in retirement. And so we, we will help you, uh, in getting answers to those questions. And I know we've got some callers and questions to get to. I do want to finish though, that topic before the break. We, we do have to take a break at 10 20, but now we've got some time to finish the tax, uh, the, the year end deadlines, but retirement related deadlines right. that are going to come up. Before you know it, the year's going to be that, right? Thanksgiving, yep. Christmas. But what's your personal thought on this, guys? Are you doing get-togethers with your family Thanksgiving? Some families are not because of COVID. Some people are doing Zoom Thanksgivings. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think personally we're going to get together with my family this year. Um, I mean, look at parents and yeah. know, depends how old they are. Yeah, my parents are actually in town. They're, uh, they just bought a condo in Brookfield, which is very exciting for our family because they live in Michigan. Um, so they're going to spend some the majority of the time here uh, in um, in the winter months uh, to see all their grandchildren's activities and awesome. things. Uh, but they also are seventy five, so they're That's in just it. they're in the higher risk. And you know, we we want to be safe. We know this virus is um, very contagious and moving through the country right now. Well, and the so, recent spikes, the numbers, yeah. you know. And then next after that will be Christmas. We'll just see how it goes because that's a ways off yet. Right. Um, let. Before we get to our calls, let's finish this, though, Joe, because you've got some more advice on end-of-the-year planning. Yeah, a couple more points. Uh, required minimum distributions. So if if you – I think we've talked about this a ton on previous shows. In 2020, uh, with the CARES Act, the required minimum distributions were waived this year. So you, if, if you're – if you were taking these, if you were 70 and a half and started taking these prior to um, uh, January 1st, um, then you, if, if you don't need the money, it doesn't make sense to take it this year. Um, you can let keep that money in uh, invested and earning for you. Um, but if you do need the money, uh, obviously you still want to take that money um, and take a distribution. Talk to... Uh, your financial advisor, give our office a call if you have questions. Um, you know, you might need to do some calculations to figure out what number makes sense for you because you could reduce that a little bit this year. But the the key is um, next year, those required minimum distributions are coming back into play and you need to make sure that you take those next year um, because the penalty, and I don't know if we talked about this on a previous show, but the, the penalty for not taking those is 50% of the amount that should have been withdrawn, um, plus you also have to take income tax on that money. Oh, that's, so that's huge. It's, it's huge. So if you're not sure if you have to take those, if you know, give our office a call, and we'll, we'll help figure that out for you. Yeah, some of this can get confusing. You're right, with the dates. and um, Give them a call if you get questions. Give us a call right now if you've got questions about any of this or your retirement plan. In fact, let's go uh, get a question or two. People have been hanging on hold first from Wauwatosa. Tony, thanks for calling into the Retirement Clinic. You're on WISN. Hey, good morning, everybody. Okay, so my question is on health savings accounts. And, of course, that's where you put pre-tax money in for health-type um, expenses. I'm curious and wondering... 
suppose I get laid off or severed. Can I use those funds to pay for COBRA insurance? Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, uh, the HSA funds you, you'd be able to use for, um, like insurance premiums, um, and other medical expenses, uh, co-payments, things like that. So you'd be, you'd be all right. After termination from your employer? Yeah, because that, that HSA will go with you uh, no matter where you go. It's not like one of those things where you use it or lose it. It's going to carry with you between jobs. And also, HSA plans, the balance carries over uh, after the first of the year. You don't have to, right? Correct. Yeah, and usually Correct. with those types of funds, right. with, with those plans, you may have an option to, like, some some HSA plans allow you to invest those funds, too, as well, and get a little bit more growth with it. But obviously, you got to be careful, depending on if you know you have yeah. expenses coming up. I like love that. it. We, yeah. we have an HSA plan here. I absolutely love it. Yeah. It, take advantage of the HSA. Tony, thanks so much for your question. It's a great can question. Can I have a second prong to the question there? Of course you can. Okay, great. So I, the other thing is, um, I'm not of retirement age, but let's say I get you know closer to it. Is there a reason to not hold a balance after you retire? Is there some sort of a penalty with either 401ks or Social Security, or is it okay to keep that balance growing over time? And then that's uh, in the HSA, you're, correct? Correct. Right. Is there is, is there a reason that I should stop putting money to the HSA as I get closer to retirement? Can I still use those funds after retirement starts? Etc. Yeah, you can you can carry those funds with you into retirement and, and use it for like Medicare related costs, things like that. Okay. Yeah, well, the only the the only reason um, you know you you would want to look at the balance you have there is if in case God forbid something happens to you, you can pass that money on to your spouse and they can use that in the same fashion that you can. But that money cannot go on to a beneficiary outside of your spouse without being taxed 100%. So that's what you might you know, want to balance with how much money does it make sense. Because we do get the question a lot, you know, should I max out this? Should I put as much money as I possibly can into the HSA? And the, right. the answer is, well, it depends. You want to take care of that 401k or that retirement plan and maxing that out first to make sure that you have those funds. Those funds move on to, to your children um, and your heirs, whoever that is, um, still tax advantaged as opposed to the HSA. If you have too much money in there and something happens to you and, and, and that money's not going on to a spouse, it's going to be fully taxed. I don't know if our listeners, does that help, Tony? It, oh, it's, I think it's fascinating to talk about these things. Thank you. Yeah. yeah well, th well, thank you for the phone call. I would agree. HSAs are something, if you don't know what it is, it's a health savings account. I don't know how new it is, Joe, but we got ours oh, four, three, four years ago, I think, here. Yeah. For iHeart. I like I, I love it. I got the debit card. You pick up prescriptions. There it is. You don't have to use your credit card or, or pay in cash. Yeah, they've been around for a while, and they're becoming more and more popular again you know, compared to that flex spending account where you had to use it by the end of the year. And every year you're kind of taking a guess at how much money you're going to use. Um, and cause you have to use it by the end of the year or you lose that money. And that's um, not the case with the HSA. Not the case with the HSA. That's why if, like if that. your company has that option, it's a great option. And not everybody offers them, obviously. Um, let's go to Appleton. Don, you've got a Roth question, apparently. You should be able to hear the talking on there. Don? Don, you're on the air. 
Don, you're on WISN. Oh, boy. We got Don talking in his car. Hey, Don, uh, we're going to put you on hold. Is he there? I know he's there. I can hear him. Yeah. There you are, Don. Make sure your radio's turned off. You are live on the air, so be careful what you say. <laughs> go ahead, Don. Okay, You're on. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, I have a 401, of course, retirement account. And the question is, with this whole situation going on with politics and what could take place here uh, with the president, odds are pretty good. Our taxes will be going up when we take our 401 money out. Should we be putting that in a Roth before this takes place? Because once you put it in the Roth, uh, it's tax-free when you take it out. That's my question. Yeah, so um, absolutely you should be looking at uh, taking advantage of the low income tax rates now and kind of balancing that with with you know, um, the pre-tax contribution to your 401k. So the, the answer is yes. Um, you definitely want to take a look at, um, contributing to a Roth, but you know, there, there's, there's a calculation. You want to kind of look at your whole situation, um, and, and not, you know, kill yourself from a tax perspective now. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to assume that taxes would most likely go up um, we know they're going up in 2025 for sure, but now, you know, if, if, if Biden wins, um, there's a higher chance that we'll see some taxes increase, um, before that date. Um, but if, if the Republicans keep the, the Senate, it might be really tough That's to get that. That's up in the air too. Hey, yeah, can I just so. interrupt? We've got breaking news. I should have that sounder going right now. Breaking news by the AP, the Associated Press, no surprise, but it's just what you said. Joe Biden just defeated President Donald Trump to become the 46th president of the United States. It's official. The AP called it. So he hit 270, and I'm watching Fox News right now. They have not yet announced this. The AP just sent an alert out, so we just got it right now. So he is president, guys. Elect. President-elect. That is going to change how I think investors approach next year agreed or not well i just want to echo one thing in regards to don's question here about the 401k and moving money over to a roth uh one of the strategies that we like to use with a lot of our clients isn't like joe said you don't want to just like kill yourself in taxes and do a big conversion uh from your pre-tax to your roth um unless you have a significant amount of money saved up and you're ready to pay taxes and you want to get it over with. Uh, But typically we like to guide clients towards doing a little bit each and every year. So over the course of the next four years or so, look at converting a chunk of your money to Roth um, and and staying within a certain tax bracket um, and managing that tax bracket. And that's something that uh, we can can certainly help you out with and coordinate with your uh, accountant as well. So just give the office a call if you want to go through that in more detail. Yep, Don, I know you're up, you're up in Appleton. I don't know if you live in Appleton or you're just driving through. Uh, just driving. Got it. Okay. Just driving towards Milwaukee. 
All right, so you're from this area. So remember the kowalway.com, or if you want to reach out to their office, 262-522-4040. Just back to the announcement from the AP, because, again, we're watching news here. Fox hasn't declared it, uh, no cable. But, again, it's not up to the networks. The AP did call this. um, And Biden crossed 270 electoral college votes with a win in Pennsylvania. So officially, that's what put him over the top. You know there's going to be weeks and months of challenges and possibly Supreme Court and a lot of stuff going on. So strap yourself in and get ready. Yeah, yeah, it's not over yet. (laughs) Uh, It's going to go on for quite some time, I would think. But So that just came across the AP. Interesting day, breaking news here on WISN. Guys, um, we still got time, and I I know we took a couple calls there, uh, but Joe, did we wrap up all the reminders for the year end? Do you have more? Um, I had a couple of more, a couple more. Um, Should we break first, Spencer? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Producer Spencer says we need to take a break. Let's do that. Um, and then we're going to come back. We'll pick up on that. We're going to get into the sexy segment, Wealth Management Preservation. Aaron Spitzner's got, got that for us. Joe Still is here uh, hosting the show today, The Retirement Clinic on News Talk 1130 WISN, also on WIBA Madison. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be back after this. And if you want to sneak in with a question, plenty of time. There's over 20 minutes left in the program at 799-1130. Use that Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 799-1130. That music means, well, first off, we're back. WISN, WIBA. It is the Retirement Clinic from the Kowal Investment Group. Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still are hosting the show. And normally that music would launch us right into wealth management and preservation. Different topic. We're going to do that. But we got a lot of people calling today. The Now Fox is uh, projected Biden the winner. Uh, but it, I beat Fox News. I, you heard it here first, folks. I'll never forget that now. Where were you? Yeah. You know, Where was I when I if found out? If you're old out. enough, JFK assassination, my parents always talked about that. Moon landing, 9-11. Where were you when it was announced that Biden won the presidency? Aaron yeah. said he was in the studios at W. You'll never forget today. Yep. Uh, don't forget the Bronco ride. You'll always remember that. Oh, the OJ ride. <laughs> the OJ ride. Bingo. That's another one. Those are good. Yeah, those are good. All right. So, yes, officially first the AP called it. That's when I got the alert. Um, And now everybody on cable TV, Fox, uh, is projecting Biden to win because he hit 270. Okay. We go to the phones. Williams Bay and John. John, how are you doing? Hi, welcome to the program. Uh, A wonderful day, and I enjoy your program always. Very kind of you. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, I... There's no place to put money today. I'm not in the stock market. I have uh, real estate and storage facilities. But uh, I don't want to go into a CD with uh, 1%. Uh, What about utilities uh, that don't have any tax consequences? Are are you um, speaking to, like, uh, utility stocks, like We Energies, things like that? I I would assume so. I'm I'm not... Uh, like I say, I don't have any stocks. I'm really a neophyte. I don't have any knowledge. All right. Um, well, you actually kind of hit on uh, what I was going to talk about today for our sexy segment, and that's looking at some alternative options for uh, for those that you know for people that have a good amount of cash in the bank. Or um, and is that your is that your issue? You know, question here is that hey, I have money in the bank. I'm not. I, you know, do I put it in the market? Do I leave it in the bank? Are there some other options? 
Um, that is right. All right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, because there's um, you hit it on the head. There's you're not getting paid much for for that FDIC insurance. I mean, brick and mortar, 0.05 percent. If you go to online savings bank, you might get a half percent, and that's taxable income that you're getting. So you're also going to have to pay income tax on that on that interest. So when it's all said and done, you're losing out to inflation. Um, and this question has obviously come up a lot uh, in the last couple of months with rates um, plummeting. And then also more and more people are actually increasing their savings. Um, so this conversation, uh, you know, the way I address this is first and foremost, we, you know, we, like we discussed, money in the bank, you know, that's going to be your safest option. Um, FDIC insured, but you're not going to get that much in, in terms of uh, uh, interest and you're, it's going to be fully taxable. So the next option that I look at with a lot of our clients is something called an ultra-short municipal bond fund. An ultra-short municipal bond fund, you'll have liquidity. Uh, the interest is tax-free at the federal level. And the goal of these types of funds is to preserve capital. Uh, so that's really one step outside of that bank account. And with those types of ultra-short bond funds, yeah, there's a risk of losing principal. But to give you an idea, back in March, um, I think, you know, if you looked at the performance of some of these ultra-short bond funds, they may have lost 2% from their peak to trough. So not, you know, the market was down 30. These types of funds were down 2. So the trade-off is you're really getting a yield of about one and a quarter percent and that's tax-free income. You can go one step out from there to a short-term municipal bond fund uh, and with that, again, interest is that's tax-free at the federal level. And uh, you get slightly more risk, um, but you get paid a little bit more for it. And with a short bond fund, a short municipal bond fund there, you're probably looking at, I don't know, one and a half, maybe one and three quarters percent. So again, it's not a ton, but if you're trying to get over 2% yield, uh, you're going to have to include some stock in, in your portfolio. So say maybe we look at blending 20 to 25% stock, and then some really conservative bond funds, depending upon your risk tolerance and really the goal of the money. But I just I caution everybody because there's no free lunch right now. Uh, when you're looking at interest rates, and, and a lot of people cling to and they look at things like, hey, why can't I get into some of these uh, MLPs or, or REITs or things like that? Well, you lose some liquidity that's more volatile, uh, but you can get a, a better rate, yes, but it's also a lot more risk. And and Don, I would add to that, if you're if you're looking specifically at one sector like utilities, which is typically a very defensive sector, we would advocate to diversify the money a little more. Um, if you're going from a very, very conservative investment like a CD, we would probably suggest that we build a diversified portfolio of bonds, funds that, that Aaron's talking about, and then, you know, blend in some defensive um, stock sectors like, you know, a couple of funds that we use that are um, more defensive than, you know, say a tech fund. But we'd blend, you know, maybe we have one of our most conservative portfolios is an 80% in bonds and then about 20% in stocks. And the it's called our Capital Preservation Plus. So it's, you know, the goal of it is to preserve that capital, but to get a much better return than you would just sitting in a CD or sitting in a, a money market fund at your bank. John, thank you so much for the phone call. We appreciate the kind comments from Williams Bay. I want to get Dawn and Franklin, then we've got to get to your sexy segment before we run out of time. Dawn, we only got a minute or two. Fire away. Oh, 
Did hit the button again. Savings bonds um, a couple years ago from an aunt, and they're still paying interest about four percent, and their final maturity is uh, 2023. Um, I do have some tax money that's. Um, when I did my taxes and because of whatever was going on, I have kind of a bank there. So it wouldn't, it, it, what I'm trying to say is it would um, help with the tax burden. Uh, but um, I'm wondering if I should go ahead and cash them in because everybody's talking about the ta our, our tax taxes are going to be going up. If, if you're getting 4% on those bonds, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a pretty good interest rate. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, those bonds are, are you know, about as secure as you can get. Correct. Um, I would say it kind of depends. We'd have to look at your complete tax situation to see. Um, well, I, I do have an advisor that I've been working with for about, uh, probably about three years. So, and I'm, I'm retired already uh, six years. So... And, okay. and my funds, my funds are with, unfortunately, well, they're with Morgan Stanley. So, uh, and I meet with my my advisor every three to four months. Okay. So he's basically on top, and maybe I should just uh, talk with him regarding the bonds that I have. Definitely, you want to consult your advisor. Um, he'll be able to look at. They'll be able to look at your whole situation to see, you know, kind of projecting your income um, and taking a look to see if it made sense. I'd most likely say keep those keep those bonds oh. and don't yeah. cash okay. those in um, unless you yeah. expect your income to go up pretty significantly in no, the next. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, whatever, whatever I inherited, uh, I invested, and I take that as an income mon um, monthly anyways. Good. And then another approach would be to maybe blend out of them too. You know, maybe a few this year, a few next year, a few the following year. Got it. Hey, thanks, Dawn. Good stuff today. We are kind of pressed up against the clock. I do want to, the sexy segment with Aaron Spitzner, we covered it with John's call. You, you know, it was, uh, John put it on a tee for me. It was. Uh, <laughs> and you swing away. Yeah. I mean, he, he set it up. I, I was all set to talk about, um, for those people that have money on the sidelines, I've been getting a lot of questions. Uh, what do I do with it? And, and. There. There's a good process that I walk through as far as the different uh, types of return you can get for the different types of risk. And, um, and yeah, so John, John helped me out a little bit there. Thanks, John. The, the estimate right now is that there's about $6 trillion sitting on the sidelines in money market funds, and, and, uh, and that is— That's huge. That is huge. Is that, that good? I look at that as being good, saying there's a lot of fear— uh, you know the old Warren Buffett. You know when 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 people are fearful, be greedy. Yeah. When people are greedy, be fearful. People are still fearful right now, which means we can still expect some return in the market and not be overly concerned about you know a huge downturn right now. If everyone's dumping money into the market and and saying it can't go down, right? That's when we need to be fearful. So when people are greedy, we need to be fearful that hey maybe we've hit a top. Yeah. But if there's six, you know, estimate six trillion sitting on the sidelines, one of the reasons for that, people haven't been able to do what they normally <laughs> <Right>. do. <laughs> no savings. cruising, new yeah, Disney savings World. rate was up like up to thirty percent or so earlier this summer. That's uh, amazing. My yeah. remodeling show in the morning. Every every contractor to to a person 
is up over last year. They're remodeling because people are home more and they got right. some extra money. Right. It, that's interesting. That's $6 trillion with a T. Trillion. Trillion. That's a lot of money. Add to that the stimulus. That's why when I'm talking with clients that are very fearful right now, yeah. I tell them, look, in the short term, we're probably going to be just fine. No matter who's in office, we're probably going to be just fine for now. The Let's pick up on, on that when we come back. Officially, Biden wins the presidency. That did happen in the last 10 minutes, if you didn't hear. We'll have some final comments from Spitz and Still when we come back on WISN and WIBA. Okay, back on WISN. A uh, very uh, exciting retirement clinic. We found out Biden did win the presidency. So if you you heard it here, folks, Um the minute I said that, we got three calls instantly. I think so. Now it's settling in. Okay, he won the presidency. Now there will be challenges. By, uh, Trump just put out a press release within the last minute. I read it, and he said, "This isn't over. We're going to challenge it. We're going to do everything we can." Um, but bottom line, guys, where do we go from here? Now investors are going to be a little skittish. Will there be volatility? I do we know? There's probably going to be some volatility. However, as we just talked about, there's $6 trillion sitting on the sidelines. There's plenty of stimulus money that will most likely continue to come into the economy. Our economic numbers have been getting better. As long as we don't go backwards and start locking things down again, we're going to continue to move along that that V-shaped recovery. So I think in the short term, I'm not as concerned about the market taking a big dive, us going into a recession. Um, the the Senate right now is still that's where I'm the, that's where there's my still focus a division of power. Yeah. So that means if 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 the Senate stays Republican, um, then I'm not as concerned because a lot of this stuff that they want to do is probably going to get it's stopped. It's not going to get done. Right. If it's split though, 50-50, the tie goes to the vice president and Kamala. Right. And we know that where that would go. So there's a lot up in the air, Spitzner, right? Politics does play into the markets and the volatility of the markets. Yeah, the uh you know, we just gotta be you gotta look back at the last week and be thankful for the returns that we got. Things went went pretty well over the last couple of days. Um, I think, you know, Friday, I think we had a slight down day, so that might be heading into some more volatility as we get into, you know, this uncertain time here and what's going to happen with contesting the election. But and, like Joe and, said, at the and end, COVID. we'll be fine. COVID's still in play. That, you mentioned a shutdown. What if Biden shuts everything down? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. So the key, the key Paul, is if you don't have a plan in place right now, give our office a call. Get one. And we'll help you put a plan together. The key is not to panic. Um, you know, you never make good decisions when you're emotional. We're all emotional about this whole this situation. That's a great point. And, and the emotion is even elevated with the whole virus stuff. So if you are uncertain, if you're concerned and you don't have a plan, call our office, 262-522-4040. If you have $750,000 or more in investable assets, we will help you put that plan together. And the website, thekowalway.com. Aaron Spitzner, Joe Still, have a great weekend. Thank you for a fun-filled show. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Good stuff, guys. We're back next week with the Retirement Clinic, WISN and WIBA.